0: MONTHS EARLIER. CHAPTER TWO Sophie stared at the returned letter. You smug bitch, in red furious capitals, right across the paragraph about their trip to New Zealand and the skiing holiday in Zermatt. It was as if the words were shouting at her, drowning out the brisk jollity of ding-dong merrily on high, caroling from her laptop and spoiling her private pre-Christmas ritual. She hadn't meant to look at the letter, but it had come out of the desk drawer with the list of people who'd sent them cards the previous year. Most of them liked her round robins. She knew. They wrote little notes like, We always look forward to hearing all your news, underneath the signatures and kisses. It had happened two years in a row now. The first letter, visible in the open drawer, had been returned with... You're so bloody pleased with yourself, scrawled over the news about Poppy's distinction in grade five violin and Alfie's better than expected moquet level results. Sophie glanced down apprehensively, as if the thing might levitate by its own malicious agency and come to rest on her lap. She wasn't sure why she'd kept the returned letters. When she'd shown them to Leo, he'd made a joke about an old fashioned troll, ugly and stupid who probably lived under an actual bridge. This troll wasn't that stupid, though. He or she obviously knew where to put an apostrophe. Sophie had tried to work out who'd sent the letters back. They'd been sent in new envelopes. The address typed on what seemed to be an old-fashioned typewriter with a thick serified font. The first one had come from Harlow in Essex, and they didn't know anyone who lived there. The second had come from Scunthorpe, and no one they knew lived there either. In fact, Sophie couldn't imagine who did live in Scunthorpe. She wasn't even sure where it was. She'd considered having a Hamilton family Facebook page with a Christmas message instead, but the children had vetoed it. Besides, proper Christmas cards with a letter inside were so much nicer. Not everyone had email, and anyway, you couldn't put an e-card on your mantelpiece. Of course, their cards weren't family photos... Sophie drew the line at such narcissism. In any case, she'd never get Leo to cooperate, or the boys, despite the fact that they took selfies and uploaded them on social media all the time, and someone needed to keep up the old traditions. So, highland cattle in the snow, robins and religious subjects by old masters were the order of the day. It was a good way to keep in touch with people they didn't see often, or in some cases, it had to be admitted, at all. At this time of year, Sophie always reflected on just how fortunate she was. Not in a smug way, though. Never that. Just thankful. Although God knew she'd worked for it. Even with help from Emanuela, the Romanian au pair, and Mrs Palmer, the twice-weekly cleaner, local, bulky and of indeterminate age, the sheer level of organisation needed to keep the household going not to mention the shop she'd opened a couple of years ago with her friend Melissa, was exhausting. However, it was undoubtedly true that she and her family didn't have to worry about money. They lived in a lovely house in a beautiful part of the country. Leo had a good job in the city. It was just a pity that he had to be in London all week. And more importantly, because it was something money couldn't buy, everyone was healthy. Sophie had always felt that her round-robin letter struck just the right balance. Wanton showing off was out, as was the false modesty of the humble brag. What she was doing was simply reporting the facts. She had had a new kitchen last year, although not the whole thing, as the small room where they kept the freezer still needed redecorating. And they had had a trip to Rwanda to see the mountain gorillas. And the yacht... "'named Elza Pop, in a play on the children's names, "'had needed a refit. "'And it hadn't all been wonderful. "'The upheaval when the builders were in had been horrendous. "'An ominous crack had appeared in the lining of the swimming pool. Zack had somehow managed, on his fifteenth birthday, "'to set fire to his bedroom. "'And last month, Dexter the Black Labrador "'had inexplicably eaten a pair of her knickers, "'necessitating a visit to the vet. "'She'd definitely put that last one in, if she played down Leo's rage when the dog had puked all over the hand knotted Chinese rug she'd just bought for the hall.